0: Hello and welcome to Reverend G's podcast. I am the guy who just wants to share an encouraging word with you. Some short sermons that I preached in the past and I think that you will find all of them beneficial. All I ask that you do is if you enjoy it and learn something, just share it with someone else. So God bless, sit back and listen to what God has put in my heart that I might share it with you. From past reflections to present praise. I think reflection is an important thing that you and I need to take time out to do. And in order to do that sometimes you just have to steal away. You have to put your electronic devices on power off. You have to turn the television off. You have to not Answer the phone. Don't check in emails. Don't post anything on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever they may be. Sometimes you just need to take some time to reflect on where you've been in life. Because that reflection ought to encourage you as to where you are today in life. Well, it's good to think back of where you came from and where you're going. And that's what I believe the beginning of this particular sermon is about. It's about taking some time to reflect on 2015 or before and think about the present praise that we can render unto God. Growing up, I often had the pleasure of sometimes seeing the older folks sit on the porch and I'd slide over to the side just to hear their conversations. And they would be reflecting back on the things that God had brought them through. And I'd just sit there and hear those things and just marvel about all the magnificent stories. How they had overcome racism, discrimination, losing of jobs, overcoming the loss of a loved one all those things that they were reflecting on. And now I find myself taking time out to reflect. I took a class last year. And part of that class was they wanted us to go on a spiritual retreat. They wanted us to disconnect from everything and write down all the things that God was doing in our lives. And as I began to reflect, I came to the conclusion that God is an awesome God. Oh, yes. Life has not always been a bed of roses. I've not always got the job that I wanted to get. Not always done the things that I prayed that I wanted to do. I've had to go to the doctor sometimes, and I didn't like the results of what the doctor had told me. I've had to go to courthouse to pay some fines. I failed a few classes in college, messed up in high school. But through it all, God has brought me a mighty long way. Didn't always get it right as a husband. Didn't always get it right as a father. I'm pretty much getting it right as a grandfather though. amen, somebody? I'm just doing a time of reflection because sometimes we can get so focused on where we are right now and going through, we forget where God has brought us from. Are y'all with me this morning? So we begin the story with the first verse of this particular passage. And, And the verse starts off and it says, David spoke to the Lord the words of this song. I'd like to pause there and talk about singing, because I think it's important that all of us have a songs or songs that we can relate to when we face a difficult circumstance or situation. But we all need to have that song that when we experience a joyous moment, we break out into that song. I love to sing, but I'm just like Pastor I'm always trying to get an interview with the choir. They haven't called me yet. But you ever, if you've been here for a moment, because David is talking about a song, and he's going to be singing this song unto the Lord. And if you've been there, it's okay to say "Oh man, amen. Uh, you ever been in a moment where you're in a moment of praise, and that song is in your heart and your spirit, and your, and your hand goes up? Anybody ever been there? And you ever been in a grocery store, and the hand goes up, and people start waving back, and you're like, why are they waving at me? Because you're caught up in that song of praise. The Lord is connecting with you through that song of praise. Or you're connecting with the Lord through that song of praise. Now let me take it a little bit further. You ever been in that same moment but get even more caught up where you start singing out loud and you can't sing? Oh, y'all don't hear me today. I've been there. As of recently, several weeks ago, I was... Standing here in this congregation and I was, uh, and I know I can't sing, that's not my calling. My kids remind me of it all the time. And I was standing here in front of this congregation and we were doing the communion service and those brothers were sounding real good. And I think they were singing, Jesus will fix it. And I don't know what, I got caught up in the moment. And somehow the microphone went to my hand, went to my mouth. And I started singing in the microphone that Jesus will fix it. To me, it sounded pretty good because I was singing it to the Lord. I wasn't necessarily singing it to the congregation or the people that were watching it on uh, streaming. So the service concluded and I I went home. And as I went home and, and went into the kitchen, I heard the footsteps running down the, 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 the hallway upstairs. And I heard Candace say, Dad, how you doing? I'm like, that was strange. Candace rarely ever tells me how I'm doing from upstairs. Ask me how I'm doing from upstairs. And she comes downstairs, before she can get downstairs, she says, what were you thinking? <laughs> I was thinking that I was singing into to the Lord. So it's important to have that song because not always you can remember the words of the Scripture, but sometimes when you put the song on the inside, it causes you to reflect. And here's what David is going to be saying, the song, on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hands of all his enemies and from the hands of Saul. Now, it's interesting when you park here for a moment that it said the Lord delivered him from all his enemies and from Saul? Why is Saul not included in all his enemies? Because there are some troubles, and then there are some really big troubles. Are y'all with me? Sometimes the Lord has to separate that thing for you. There are some troubles on the job, and then there's just this horrible boss. Are y'all with me this morning? But when you look at this particular story, that you, you, you realize that David had went through a lot of things in his life. Let's look back and reflect on a few of those things that David went through and talk about what Saul tried to do. David was an obscure person out in the field tending the sheep. He didn't make the first round draft of being the king. He didn't even make the second round or the third round of being the king. But God drafted him when he needed to be drafted. David. We always hear the story of how he brought down Goliath. David, a great king. But David had some struggles. One day, Saul couldn't sleep and David came to play the harp or play music for him, made him feel so much better. And he, they built this relationship. But Saul began to get jealous of David's popularity. Hmm? And he sought out to destroy David. in And out from country to country, from hillside to hillside, his goal was to kill David. But the more that he tried to terminate David, God did more in David's life. Isn't that where we need to pause and think about when people are trying to bring us down? God can take you further. Maybe that happened to you in 2015. Maybe you did nobody wrong and you tried to do all the right things, but someone just don't like you because they see God's favor on your life. Or maybe it's just the enemy himself. The devil don't like it when he sees God's people being blessed. And he creates ways and venues to try to break you down. I'm talking about reflections. There were the enemies and there was Saul. And this is what David said. He said, the Lord is my rock. Is the Lord your rock? That solid rock because all of the ground is sinking sand. I could not have made to 2015 if I did not have the rock of Jesus. That solid rock that we all need to stand on. And he also says, the Lord is my fortress. I, I pause and back up for a moment because in between these seven verses that I'm going over this morning, the author uses the term my 13 times. The term my brings to my mind a personal relationship with what I'm talking about. This is my church. This is my house. This is my family. So David had this personal relationship, and we need to have that personal relationship. Can you say, this is my Savior? Huh? This is my sweet Savior? My fortress. So what is a fortress? It's an impenetrable place. you got to make it to that fortress, You know, when when growing up and uh, you came home, you felt, what, real safe. Once you walked in the doors, everything was going to be okay because mom and dad, you were in their care. You were in that fortress. Well, I submit to you today that when we're in the arms of Jesus, we are in that fortress. The enemy may try to come and beat the door down, but we are in that fortress of protection. I'm just reflecting back on how God protected you and I to 2015. And here we are now today on this third day of January in 2016, giving him praise and giving him glory. David further says, and he is my deliverer. Have you ever been delivered? Uh Uh-oh. Have you ever been delivered? When I look to the cross, I realize I've been delivered. Delivered from all of my sins, all of my mistakes, all of my wrongdoings. When I look to the cross, I have been delivered. But delivered from, delivered from eternal damnation. Delivered to peace. Have you ever experienced that delivery? US, UPS can deliver stuff. Amazon can get it there to you the next day. Maybe the same day if you have prime. But there's no delivery like Christ. God is my deliverer. When you run to that fortress and you realize that God is your rock, he can deliver you from some tough situations. Did anybody experience any tough situations in 2015? Hmm? Maybe you've gone to treatment six of treatment 13, and God is yet delivering you. Maybe the car is broken down and you got to take a ride from here to there, but God can yet deliver you. Maybe you're in a job that you don't like, don't want to be there, but can't find something else. God can yet deliver. He is my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I will take refuge. I will take refuge in knowing God my stronghold, refuge, where do you go when you need shelter? Who do you call when everything around you seems to not be the way that you want it to be? You can call a friend. They may give you what they, what they think is the best advice. But I dare you to call Jesus. To find that refuge, that stronghold, knowing that he is our deliverer. We're talking about reflections. We're talking about David and how he's looking back over a moment in time. When folks were trying to kill him, when he had to hide in caves for God's protection, he found this refuge. Now, many of us are not experiencing anything like David was experiencing. But nonetheless, we still have challenges and we do have issues. You get that call that you weren't expecting. You were served the divorce papers and you weren't even expecting it. You went to the doctor for a routine health check and they admitted you right there on the site. You went to the job and the door was locked and said, Don't come back. Hmm? These things happen. And I know sometimes when we come to church, we see each one of us smiling, lifting up putting on a brave face, and that's all good, but we must never forget that all of us are going through issues and challenges. Hmm? The person sitting next to you has gone through some things. The person behind you has gone through some things. Prayer is what makes the difference. Reflecting back on 2015 without prayer, I would have never made it. Do I have a witness this morning? Verse 4, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. God is worthy to be praised. Well, why is he worthy to be praised? Because if I were to stop right now and put my thumb on this little vein, I feel something. I feel my heartbeat. If I were to do this, I can take a breath and for that God is worthy to be praised. I could have went down a litany of other things, but sometimes you just got to remember it's just a blessing just to see 2016. Hmm? You and I, we've lost loved ones. Some of you may have lost some loved ones in 2015 or before then. But God is yet able to see and bring you through. And He's still yet worthy to be praised. This is what David is saying. Even though all my enemies and even though Saul, everybody cutting up, trying to slay me, I didn't get picked the first time over, God is yet worthy. To be praised. Didn't get the house I want, but God is yet worthy to be praised. Didn't get in the college that I wanted to get in, but God is yet worthy to be praised. They gave somebody else the bonus. I had to train them. Move my stuff to the cubicle four uh, four doors down by the bathroom. God is yet worthy to be praised because my circumstances don't reflect where I am in God. Reflection is an important part of Christian growth going from 2015 to 2016. And God is worthy to be praised. So now we find ourselves here in present praise. Well, how do you praise him when maybe sometimes you're facing a difficult, uncertain, unknowing situation? You praise him because you know the stories in this book. You know that in the end, we win. You know that the devil is defeated. We know that weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. For David said, I was once young, but now I'm old. And guess what? I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. For we know the Bible says, if we cast our cares upon him, for he careth, For us, greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I'm not afraid any longer. Fear has no place in my life, not anymore because Jesus makes the difference. It's not about Rudolph, it's not about Santa, it's not about the elves. It's not about what the ball drops. It's about Jesus. It's about that reflection of things in the past that brings us to a present place of praise. If God brought me through that, he can take me to where I need to be. But see, what happens is the devil, the enemy likes to let us try to focus so much on that current problem that we forget that we serve a great God. A big God. That he, If God can deliver folks from the dead, certainly he can do anything else in between that. Am I right about it? You ever experienced God's miraculous, supernatural, quick response to your prayer? You you've had one of those prayers, you pray it on Sunday, you think it's going to be months and weeks and whatever, and God answers it the same day? You're like, Lord, I wasn't ready for it just yet. I was trying to plan a little bit more. But God says, I have more for you. Teach our young people about reflection. Make them remember where you came from and where you are, because sometimes they see you right now, and they don't understand the struggles, the pain, the joy, the ups and the downs. And they think everything, uh, they're doing great. I submit to you. Brenda and I have been married nearly 32 years. (laughs) Somewhere along there. (laughs) And through it all, reflecting back, it was nobody but God's grace. Nobody but God's mercy that brought us through life, career successes, requires reflection. I've been on jobs. I've gotten terminated. Contract run out. Cried the tears out. Those after you get through crying, I need you to get up. Get your resume ready and get ready. Go ahead and get the little tears out. Have your little pity party for a few moments. But don't forget, I'm the one who gave you that job to start with. And if I gave you this one, I can give you something better. If you're ready for it. Hmm? And he did. But that's not the most important reflection of my life as I get ready to take my seat. The most important reflection of my life is the day I reflect back on in 1985. To be exact, April the 15th, 1985. I don't know how that coordinated with tax day, but somehow it did. <laughs> but April 15th, I reflect back on the moment I was in that church in Germany. Didn't know the Lord. And i heard that sermon. And that sermon caused me to stand up and walk down the aisle. And give my life to the Lord that is the most that has been the most life changing reflection I've ever experienced and since I've done that my life just has never been the same just never I I cannot imagine trying to live this life without Christ in my life I couldn't do it the stuff I hear the stuff I go through being cut off in traffic, (laughs) folks talking to you any kind of way. Flesh would want to rise up so quickly, but God's grace. And I'll share this one story about a song and I'll take my seat. Before I, I, I go back to music because it's something that just touches my heart. I'm not a singer, but when I'm by myself, I can sing to the Lord. And even before I came to the church, I knew the power of gospel music. Y'all with me? Yeah. Uh, back in the day when I had my little car, I thought I was all that, doing all I wanted to do. I had all this music. I had just one gospel tape. And I had this journey that I always used to have to make coming from Georgia to Florida. There was this 50-mile stretch of swamp. And, and, you, and, you know, when I got to the beginning of the swamp, i t- take my little music, I put it to the side. I said, I need some divine protection. <laughs> Do my little cool in the gang to the side. The Heisley brother, all that stuff. I just put it to the side. <laughs> and I put that gospel there. I said, I need this gospel for the next 50 miles. <laughs> and boy, when I hit that 50 mile, like, okay, you come out of there now. <laughs> I said that to say that that's where we need to be more importantly a spiritual walk, but realizing that sometimes when you have that song that you sing to the Lord, it should cause us to reflect on where God has brought us from. And just as David had overcome all those triumphant victories and had gone through all of those struggles, he still was able to say, God is worthy to be praised. Because some people go through challenges in life and they think the opposite. Well, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. How can I praise the Lord? Well, you can praise him through your circumstance and through your situation. That's how you get through your circumstance. Well, let me rephrase that. That's how I get through mine. Hmm? I have to learn how to praise him even in the most difficult, difficult times and most difficult circumstances. Being a part of the grief ministry, grief share ministry, teaches me every Sunday that God is worthy to be praised. When we go through this painful part of life of losing a loved one, what better we have to learn how to trust in God even more. When the tears and the pain flood you in, God is yet there with you. So I leave you with past reflections, ought to take you to present praise. God bless you. I want to thank you for joining in and listening to today's uh, sermon. I pray that it touched your heart and that it will encourage you uh, tomorrow, the day after, and any days in the future. So God bless, and please feel free to come back and join us again. Thank you for listening.